Welcome to the 58 West King Podcast. I am Tony Cosentino, and in this episode, Matt Graham and Brandon, Lord of House Beisner, join me to complete a mock draft. We also hear the final verdict in Brandon's case, The People versus Brandon Beisner. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 27, gentlemen. Are you excited for this mock draft discussion? No. Uh, before, before we begin, uh, I have a, I, I prepared a statement. Um, I got to be honest, there's been something weighing Uh-oh. on my shoulders and on my heart. So, all right. Uh, it has been brought up on this pod and the Taco Court podcast, which you guys should all listen to, that my lack of wrestling knowledge has not only triggered listeners and league members, but it has led to recent decline in respect for multiple parties. I have a couple points to make in the defense of my lack of knowledge surrounding the male version of Days of Our Lives you guys call a sport. Number one, as a young child into my teenage years, I was preoccupied with playing sports, having friends, Pokemon, I still have a holographic Charizard card, and playing outdoors. I was also interested in girls from a young age. And we all knew that kid who wore WWF merch to school and how poorly they did with the ladies. Two, I tried getting into it in middle school, but was immediately off-put by how staged and fake everything was. Three, I will admit that had I grown up and was watching it during the Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Randy Savage days, I might have been more agreeable to being a fan. And lastly, I found the kids who were really into wrestling, posters of scantily clad men on their walls, always wanted to wrestle and quote The Rock, I found them off-putting and possibly confused sexually. All in all, I can't change the past and sincerely apologize for any grief and anguish my lack of wrestling knowledge has caused. No one is perfect, and I am no exception. I will continue to work on highlighting my positive attributes to try and help distract all of you from one of my biggest shortcomings. Thank you sincerely, once upon a time. Okay, you cut us real deep there with that statement. You're going to make me cry. Oh, that was good. I got to take this poster of The Rock off my wall real quick. <laughs> Yeah, I got Stone Cold up in my room. Ooh. All right. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing better now. Matt, your beard is looking is looking fresh. It looks red today. It's redder than normal. It's good. It's good, man. It's uh, it's Ooh. ready to go. It's fired up. <laughs> ready for football. How are the season. drinks looking? Kind of the carpet, I mean. Uh, same. <laughs> I have a Scottish ale up top, and I've got a nice blonde. Keep it light down, down there. I like bottom. it. All right. Before we talk about the mock draft. Let's go ahead and dim the lights a little bit, grab a drink, and get a little more personal in our manager-on-manager manager segment. Matt, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right. So, Brandon, big question for you. Name some of your mood music. So, I'm talking party jams, workout music, emo, emotional songs. Well, what do you got going on? Workout give music. Me some, give me some hits. I'm just working out, not like cardio or anything. I could listen to anything. I got 1,000 songs on my phone. Little Whitney Houston comes on while you're pounding those weights. She really gets me going. When she hits that high note, you know, she's like, ooh. No one can do it like Whitney. No one. Really boils my water during my workouts. Mm. Uh, Running, anything upbeat. Village people, YMCA, you know. (laughs) Macarena, (laughs) uh, Gundam style, uh, you know, anything. And party music, uh, I like a little Kenny G, you know, when he hits that sax solo. Preferably preferably the cover of uh, uh, that song from Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. I just just throw that on repeat. Nice choice. Jam out. <laughs> I don't know why you look to me like somebody who listens to Russian techno music, but I just assumed you listen to like Russian techno music. <laughs> I probably would. He's got Creed in there and Nickelback. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> uh, only the collabs they did. Mm. 
They, they didn't do any, but I would okay. buy that well, CD. Those are the best ones. And burn it. And burn it, most importantly. Beisner, what do you got? Uh, let's see here. Probably the most important question is, what is your favorite sexual positions on Wednesday nights? On Wednesday nights? My favorite. It's, it's not just my favorite. It's a favorite around here. It's called... Dose the kids with NyQuil so they pass out before 7.45. Watch three hours of television. And right before you fall asleep at the end of the last episode, quickie. That's my favorite by far. Ah, so you, so you roofie the kids and then you watch them. No, 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 no. We just make sure they're not having a cold. You got to understand that this is peak cold season oh. on Wednesday nights or peak cold season. So we just want to make sure that they're okay. You got to get a head start on it and make sure they don't get that cold. <laughs> Drew Brees can take NyQuil. So can my children. <laughs> mm. All right, next time we're on, I'll ask about Thursday nights. Oh, nice. <laughs> you don't want to know about Thursday no, nights. <laughs> I can't legally tell you about Thursday nights. <laughs> that was good. All right, so let's go ahead and get in this mock draft. Uh, for the draft, we used league scoring, so half PPR, and then we use our starting roster positions. And those are quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back, tight end, and then two flex. Maybe tight end. So wide receiver, running back, tight end. What's that? Maybe tight end. Maybe somebody didn't draft a tight end because they weren't, you know, 100% understanding. <laughs> you still had time. Yeah. You still had time. You're going to have to speak to that. Okay. Well, fair enough. To be fair, I did not know any of the uh, draft uh, settings. I just told, hey, you want to draft in like two minutes? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then afterwards, I found out it was 0.5 PPR. So always ready to go we appreciate that <laughs> so we, we randomized the draft order and matt since you went first why don't you get us started i did i drafted first third overall i took ezekiel elliott um even though it's 0.5 ppr between you know i guess the other options there would have been delvin cook michael thomas uh, i just like that offense and i like the consistency at that running back position i've been burned too many times by having unreliable running backs so i just thought that was the best move to make them. yep and obviously this goes without saying but cmc and saquon went one two so zeke was probably the logical choice there Pretty standard. Yep. Uh, next, Michael Thomas went off the board. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, uh, Derek Henry, and Devontae Adams. And then I had the ninth overall pick, and I went with Joe Mixon. Joseph, Joseph Mixon. <laughs> I was hoping to get one or two running backs who weren't in a committee here who were going to provide a pretty safe floor. Um, I think Joe Mixon was that running back uh, at this spot. Uh, next went Tyreek Hill, and then Beisner. Who'd you take? I took the DeAndre Hopkins. I really wanted Tyreek Hill. I like taking uh, receivers at the back end of these drafts, these 12-man drafts. DeAndre Hopkins, is going to be, it's going to be different with him in Arizona. You know, that great trade that Bill O'Brien made. <laughs> Cooks for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. Straight up, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Kyler Marie, he's no Deshaun Watson. He's still kind of proving himself. He could, he could get up there. Uh, but here's a list of quarterbacks that have thrown to DeAndre Hopkins. Are you ready? Yes. Brian Hoyer. Oof. Brian Mallett. He's so good. TJ Yates. Ugh. Matt Schwab. Tom Savage. Is this an investment firm? <laughs> Case, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler, and Brandon Whedon. That sounds Jesus. like the board of directors at a bank that went belly up in 2008. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. And he's been a top four wide receiver for the last four seasons. So he's got the talent. Of course, a lot of those early years, they were uh, his team was down a lot, so they were chucking the ball in the fourth quarter a lot, especially with Hoyer. But I still like Hopkins, uh, even though he's on the Cardinals. All right, next went Julio Jones and Chris Godwin on the turn. And then Beisner, you were up again. Who'd you take? Yes, as I said uh, earlier, prior to this podcast, my surroundings were a bunch of wide receiver hoarders. So I decided to go Nick Chubb. So I didn't get a running back in the first. Thought I'd take one in the second, get a, get a top-tier running, uh, running back before the third round. I mean, he might have a little committee, but Kareem Hunt's not going to – Still a lot of his work. He might take some of the passing downs, but our league's a 0.5 PPR, so I trust him in our league, and he's got a really strong floor. Uh, he rushed for over 100 yards seven times last year, so he's definitely got the talent. He's a workhorse. 
and he gives me a chub. That, that makes sense. <laughs> that, it checks out. Uh, next went Patrick Mahomes, and then I was up. I uh, wanted to go uh, another running back here, and I took Josh Jacobs. I felt like he was another one of those uh, that's going to provide a pretty safe floor. Um, also not really in a committee. Next went Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, Lamar Jackson, and then Matt. Who'd you take? Uh, I took Mike Evans, who I was actually happy to get. Um, in my opinion, he's top five wide receiver. Uh, there was two other guys I wanted to take that got sniped before me. I'm kind of high on Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. But uh, I took Mike Evans. And again, number one wide receiver. Tom Brady's older, but still a very competent quarterback. Um, and they can't exactly double cover him because there's just a million weapons on that team. So you yeah, should give me sure. consistent upside week after week. Okay, next was Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, and then Austin Eckler on the turn. George Kettle went off the board. And then you were up again. Matt, who'd you go with? I was hoping Kittle would fall to me. He did not. Um, I took Allen Robinson. Um, again, whether it's Nick Foles in there or uh, Mitch Trubisky, I still like Allen Robinson's talent a lot. Um, he's even with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback the last couple of years, he's still been wide receiver two numbers. So uh, kind of went with another number one on a on an off. Yeah, he projects to get number one targets again next year. And hopefully there's an upgrade at quarterback with Foles in there. So next went Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham, Juju, DJ Moore, Melvin Gordon. And then I took uh, the last, I would, I would say top tier tight end on the board. And Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz might still be there, but he's probably uh, on the decline a little bit. Only a big Dick Foles is playing for the Eagles. Yeah, and he's not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh, I like Mark Andrews versus some of the other options there. So Amari was there, uh, Edward Hilaire, Adam Thielen. But I felt like having one of those top tight ends kind of would give this team an advantage uh, in the league. Next went Amari Cooper, and then Beisner was up. I went with Clyde Edwards Eclair. <laughs> Delicious. Eclair. Um, obviously, yeah, he hasn't proved himself yet, but I really wanted another running back at the spot. There's a couple of rookies coming up between him and Taylor. I think, uh, Cl- I mean, obviously Clyde's on the better offensive team, so he's going to have his shot. Rather he performs or not is still up in the air, but uh, they got rid of McCoy. And to also state, let the record show that I hate Kansas City running backs. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen, but yeah. Uh, if he pays off, I think it's going to pay off big, especially with that offense. Uh, I know Kareem Hunt did when he was there, so hopefully he can put up some of those numbers. Yeah, yeah. between him and Taylor, I, I would definitely go Hilaire there just because he's in that high-powered offense, so good choice. Uh, next was Adam Thielen and Le'Veon Bell in the turn, and then Beisner, you were back up. Oh, it was me again? Yes, sir. Oh, this uh, went by really fast, by the way. You know, uh, players just started disappearing, but – <laughs> uh so this i did something in this spot that i haven't done in years drafted a quarterback within the top four rounds uh i usually don't do that uh usually wait till at least the eighth round ninth but i thought i'd try something new here that prescott was still on the board probably wouldn't have got him in the next round i mean there's a chance but he has some weapons around him he's going to be good top five quarterback uh, i think last year he threw for almost 5,000 yards 30 touchdowns and only 11 picks so if he can do that again or even a little better this year that'll pay off big and I don't have to worry about a quarterback later in the draft. So trying something new. Okay. Next was A.J. Brown. Uh, Robert Woods was the next best thing. Cooks is out of town. So Woods factors in to be the number one, heavily targeted. Uh, he only had a couple touchdowns last season. So you figure to see some positive uh, regression there. Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, Zach Ertz, and then Matt. Who'd you take? I took, uh, I took Jonathan Taylor. You know, I got one running back. I wanted to get another one. Rookie, sure, coming in, but um, should have high upside. Should be able to step in and take the job eventually. And I know Max there. I kind of like Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to take that job outright within the first few weeks. And even in those first few weeks, he'll still be split in time. So it'll give me an opportunity to have back into the season another number one running back behind a really good offense. Yeah, I can't see them uh, putting that that high of a draft pick into Jonathan Taylor, not using him, especially with like the short window they have with Philip Rivers. So it makes sense for yep. them to use him sooner rather than later. Yep. Which was weird because 
Mac is only like 23 years old still. And I thought he did well last year. So. Not well enough for them to not go out and get around. I guess. <laughs> he, he gone. Also worth noting, he's in a contract year. So, yeah, he, he'll probably be on another team next year. So, next uh, off the board was Calvin Ridley and then Devontae Parker and Tyler Lockett on the turn. Brandon Cooks and then Matt, you're up again. I took David Johnson again. Is there a chance that he gets injured and doesn't play that much a season? Sure. Um, is there a chance that he plays the whole season? And along with Deshaun Watson and that offense, he does really well? Absolutely. So I'm kind of, you know, taking that person that's kind of high upside again, you know, high risk, but high reward if it pays off. He, if he does play all 16 games, he plans to be a top 10 back. I think you had a little bit of freedom there too with that pick because you had two running backs who basically had you covered there. You have a wide receiver one and probably a low-end one or a high-end two. So your floor was very safe. So I, I, I like the pick. I love the risk, too. Next up was Singletary, James Conner, Mark Ingram, Stephon Diggs, and Tyler Boyd. And then it was my, my turn here. Uh, so here I saw DK Metcalf on the board. Um, I see him as or taking a step forward. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I view as a high, higher ceiling, probably, but a much lower floor. So with DK, I felt like I was going to get a pretty safe floor. Uh, I felt like that would bode well with the team that I have built so far. Uh, next off the board was Debo Samuel and then Beisner. And I'd like to point out that DK Metcalf is just a huge human being. Specimen. Massive. Huge specimen. <laughs> All right. Uh, this pick here, I decided to go. So I had two or one wide receiver, two running back. So I like to even things out. So I wanted to go wide receiver again. So I decided to go T.Y. Hilton, whose first name is what? It's Eugene yep. Marcus. Did we ever find out where the T.Y. comes from? It's a nickname, I guess. Then why is there dots? T dot Y. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> and T.Y. does. Maybe. Who knows? All right, so I decided to go T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's entering his final year with the Colts. He's had some injuries the last year or two. Uh, last year was not a great year, but with the surprising retirement of neckbeard Andrew Luck, uh, Brissett comes in. Yeah, he's not terrible, but he didn't really throw the ball deep that much. A lot of checkdowns, a lot of running plays. Uh, you got Phillip Rivers coming in. You know, he likes to chuck it, even though it's like I said before, it's not always to his team, but it'll be down the field somewhere for someone to catch. Yeah, when he was with Luck, he was putting up wide receiver two numbers most of the time. So I'm hoping that Philip Rivers can bring that part of his game back and he'll get me a championship. Not a bad pairing with the other two receivers you ended up with. You'll, I guess we can talk to that the other guy later, but I, I definitely like the wide receiver construct you had there. Thank you. You're welcome. Next off the board was <laughs> Russell Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and then back to you, Beisner. Back to me. Who'd you take? All right. So I had my two receivers, two running backs and quarterback. So I decided to fill in a tight end with my man, Darren Waller. Emotional, uh, emotionally attached to this player. <laughs> emotionally attached, but I just traded him in my keeper league. So he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite tight ends. He was top three last year. Will he be top three this year? Most likely not, but I can still see him being like top seven or so. Uh, he, they did add a lot of receivers on that squad. And last year with Renfro coming in, uh, his numbers did decline a little bit, but he's still projected for around 90 catches, 1,000 yards this year. So if he can put up anywhere close to that, he'd pay off as a tight end for my pick here. And with that, I pass it back to Coase. Thank you. Next off the board was David Montgomery, and then I was up. Went ahead and took a quarterback here since I had two running backs. I had my tight end. I had two wide receivers. Uh, I was looking at Russell Wilson. I usually like taking him in this area, but I saw an opportunity to take Deshaun Watson, who I think is uh, also a top five quarterback, top six maybe. So I went ahead and pulled the trigger on that. I know DeAndre Hopkins is gone, but they uh, enters Randall Cobb, who's good on the, in the middle of the field, and then also Brandon Cooks, who can play the outside with Will Fuller. So I still think they'll throw it. I think he's a smart quarterback, not affected by Bill O'Brien's decision-making. And so <laughs> looking for similar numbers again this year. So next off the board was DeAndre Swift, Marlon Mack, Terry McLaurin, DJ Chark, 
Hunter Henry, and then Matt, who'd you go with? Uh, A.J. Green, Aramiah. I don't know, Jay. <laughs> no, it's um, with A.J. Green. Um, look, was he injured last year? Absolutely. Do I think there's a possibility he was moved in that injury last year, given the team's state of affairs? Yes. He gets Joe Burrow, he gets an injection of youth into him, and when he's played, he's never finished outside the top 12, ever. When he plays a full season, the dude is phenomenal. So in the sixth round, again, another opportunity. I went high upside in this draft just to see what happened. I'm really happy with it. Worst case scenario, he sets my bench, and that is what it is. Best case scenario, I've got another wide receiver one. Yeah, I was going to say, if you miss, you still have Mike Evans and Allen Robinson. Correct. You're one and two, so good pick. Next up was Evan Ingram, Kareem Hunt, and then Tyler Higby on the turn. Kyler Murray off the board, and then Matt, it was back to you. Probably should have taken a tight end here, seeing as we were only drafting uh, <laughs> eight rounds. Uh, but I took Cam Akers, young rookie running back, could step into a good spot on that very creative offense and do some damage. Um, you know, we're only a couple years removed from Todd Gurley just blowing up. So worth a flyer in, in a, you know, end of the eighth round. For the running backs left on the board, that's probably like your highest upside pick, though. Yeah. Question Question for the drafter. Yep. If you did take tight end, who would it have been? Austin Hooper, Gronk, Fant? Um, I actually like Fant um, more than I like. I like Fant. I like Kosicki. I don't really like Hooper. I don't trust that Rob Gronkowski is going to stay healthy. Um, I like the next four that win in the last round. So I like Jared Cook. I like Hayden Hurst. I like Fant. I like Kosicki more than I like Hooper and Gronkowski. So somewhere in that range. But in all honesty, I'm – I'm waiting till like late in drafts and picking up like Johnny Smith, TJ Hawkinson, some guys. That have- Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I drafted him. Very late. Very late. Very late. I, yeah, I got. That's a high risk pick. <laughs> high risk. No reward. No reward. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably what our, where I would have went with tight end. Next off the board was Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Josh Allen, Gronkowski, Matt Ryan, and then I was up. And here I went with Michael Gallup. I know they drafted CeeDee Lamb, but Randall Cobb is gone. Jason Witten's gone. So there's a lot of targets there, enough to share to kind of go around for Blake Jarwin, CeeDee Lamb, and then for Michael Gallup to hopefully get close to what he got last year, which he put up, I believe, 1,000 yards in 14 games, so a reduced season. I think he does better this year, if we're being honest. I think that CeeDee Lamb takes more away from Cooper than I do Gallup. Gallup's got a pretty good connection with Dak, and he's he's a faster of the three. So Yeah, again, I thought this was a pretty decent floor, so that's kind of what I was going with here with that consistency. Next off the board was Sony Michelle, and then Beisner, who'd you take? Keyshawn Vaughn. Who is that? Who knows? Uh, no, but I wanted to beef up my running backs here. I really wanted uh, Sony Michelle. He kind of screwed me last year, but that team's going to be uh, probably a run-dependent uh, team this year. Who knows if the Harris? Uh, yeah, who knows if he comes in has a factor this year? But I think Michelle's gonna uh, gonna get a bulk of the carries. Hope it's not like last year though, where he carried the ball ten times in the first half and then he just disappeared for the second half. Yeah, like went to a locker room or something. I don't even know. But but uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, I don't know much about him. But again, if the Bucks offense gets going, it's good to be on a good offense, especially uh, Tom Brady. We saw him with the past the last couple of years. He loves to throw to his running backs. Uh, the only problem with Keyshawn, he has to beat out Ronald Jones and the guy and the guy with the really long name that I can't say. Uh, Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. But, but if he can beat out those two for the job, uh, I think it'll pay off. But that was a pretty high-risk pick right there. I like the pick. I think he has a shot at becoming that chain mover, so like that James White receiving back. So, I mean, that's – again, you're taking him this late, and he could be, a, you know, a, a low-end running back one or high-end running back two. So yep. low risk, high reward here. All right, next up was Damian Williams, Jared Cook, and then back around, who'd you take with your final pick, Beisner? Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Marquise Brown. Brown. Baltimore Ravens. So why why Brown here? Uh, I like them. Next. 
Next, next question. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, he had a pretty solid rookie year, especially on a team that was definitely run first. That a running yep. back and a, and a running back under center. So, uh, <laughs> and he was injured. <laughs> they, he was injured. Yeah. I think they threw the ball like the least amount in the entire NFL last year. Uh, and like you said, he was injured. He's coming off rookie year. So if he does any better than last year, it'll pay off. Uh, at worst, he'll probably be a wide receiver three or four. And that's exactly where I drafted him. So, okay. Yeah. He started the year last year injured. And then I believe he was on a snap count Yep, uh, for a lot of the season. So a lot of potential there. Next off the board was Hayden Hurst. And then I took Julian Edelman here, another player, probably not that high of a ceiling, but he's going to provide you a pretty decent floor. So kept with that theme. Next was Noah Fant, Drew Brees, Mike Gusecki, Daniel Jones, Jordan Howard. And then who'd you take with your final pick, Matt? Took, uh, I took Sir Carson Wentz, Prince Harry himself. <laughs> um, was, that, was that a homer? Is that a homer pick? Um, I mean, my team name is Wentz upon a time. Um, oh, it makes sense then. And Had to do it. Like, outside of me being an Eagles fan, outside of the fact that I love the guy, uh, does he stay healthy whole seasons? No, he doesn't. But – <laughs> He could, and his weapons are much upgraded over last year. He's got size. He has speed. He's got a good run game. He's got a coach that likes to do creative things offensively. Um, and Doug Peterson is taking reins back over the offensive play calling this year. So um, if he stays healthy, he sh- and even last year when he struggled to be healthy and he had no wide receivers, he still finished in the top ten. And the last two guys off the board, uh, Matt Breida and then Aaron Rodgers. So what was your guys' draft grade? Start with you, Matt. Uh, C minus because they did not draft a tight end, uh, seventy four. But again, you know, it is. You felt pretty is. good about your team, though, right? You could have picked up a tight end. I do, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Bison, how about you? I had a riveting grade of a C, seventy six. Guys, the C is passing. C's get degrees. C's get degrees, and uh, I'm not bragging or anything. This wasn't a competition, but I got an eighty five. Yeah, I noticed. Like with these sites, like unless you draft exactly what they're looking for, because yeah, like, every site I've drafted pretty much the same, and I'll get like A, B, the next site C. So it's, that's why I try not to go off of those too much. Yeah, I think they're trying to get you to buy their like premium package. Yeah, you want to know why? Want to know why you got to see? Pay here. All right, guys, thank you for that. Let's go ahead and take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. And we're back. All right, guys, this is a continuation of the People versus Brandon Beisner. You are about to enter the 58 West King Courtroom. The managers are real. The cases are real. The rulings, they're final. This is the 58 West King Court. All rise for the commissioner, the Honorable Tony Cosentino. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are reconvening to hear testimony and decide the final verdict in the People versus Brandon Beisner. The following witnesses have not sworn to tell the truth, so who knows what to believe. Let's begin. Wayne Henry, please come to the stand. Please state your name for the court. Uh, Wayne Henry. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? Uh, no relationship. He disgusts me. How long has he been disgusting you? For probably about eight years now. Eight years, okay. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped in any way by Mr. Beisner? I have been offended and demeaned by Mr. Beisner. Has he touched you inappropriately? Maybe. I blocked that part out. Okay. Did he do it on like the side of your body that you can't see? Yes, he would, he would attack me on my right-hand side, knowing that I could not see his touchies. Does his face make you uncomfortable? Absolutely. He's got the fattest face I've ever seen in my life, and this is coming from a guy with a pretty fat face. Would you like to comment on his fantasy football skills? They're pretty mediocre. Like, I'm pretty sure Ricky Marshall is a better fantasy football player than him. 
Okay. Is there anything else you would like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? Fuck Beisner. Thank you, Mr. Henry. You may now take your seat. Thank you. Anthony Cotton, please come to the stand. Please state your name. Anthony Cotton. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? We're friends. I met him down at Holloman. And how long have you known him? About eight or nine years. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? All of the above. All of the above. Okay. Does his face make you uncomfortable? No, he has a beautiful face. I love his face. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to comment about Mr. Beisner? Uh, nope. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cotton. You may be seated. Thank you. Ryan Herter, please come to the stand. Please state your name for the court. Ryan Herter. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? Uh, he's a friend of a friend. Um, don't really know him that well, aside from seeing him when he's drinking or at parties or stuff like that. Okay. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped in any way by Mr. Beisner? Uh, he has grabbed my ass once or twice. Um, both in a professional environment and an unprofessional environment. Okay. Was it consensual? Was not. Um, I slapped him. Okay. Does his face make you uncomfortable? Um, sometimes. Mainly when I see it in his uh, Facebook profiles where he's trying to show that he's improving himself by, you know, lifting weights and stuff like that. You know, you figured you'd see some improvement on his face, like thinning down. But um, mainly it's just his calves, I think, are getting bigger. But that's about it. Okay. A lot, a lot of people would say those are implants. No, that might be that might be true. Is there anything else you'd like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? Hmm. I don't know if he were, looks worse with a stash or without a stash, but that's about it. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Herter. You may take your seat. Matthew Kendall, please come to the stand. Please state your name. Uh, Matthew Kendall. What is your relationship to Mr. Brandon Beisner? I met Brandon Beisner through a mutual friend, Anthony Cosentino, and then he invited me as a manager in his Meaty Clackers League. Okay. How long have you known Mr. Beisner? I put it at about two and a half years. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Brandon Beisner? He's never groped me per se, but he's definitely thrown those gropey eyes occasionally. And uh, offensive, absolutely. He's just uh, constantly throwing out egregious trade offers. And when you don't offer him what he wants, he just makes fun of you. Does his face make you uncomfortable in any way? 100%. And he tries covering it up with goofy Snapchat filters on his Facebook profile, but you can see that it's very effective. Would you like to comment on his fantasy skills? I would say bottom third of everyone, and that includes people that don't even manage their league. They just auto-draft and then never set a lineup again. I would say he's among those people. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to comment regarding Mr. Beisner? No, I can't think of anything else. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Kendall. You may take your seat. All right. Thank you. John Crew. Please come to the stand. Please state your name. Uh, this is John Crew, a.k.a. Biggin, a.k.a. Bama, a.k.a. Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, sir, that was unnecessary. What is your relationship to Mr. Brandon Beisner? Uh, my relationship to him, we uh, met down in New Mexico. We were stationed together. Um, he almost got me arrested for drunk and disorderly and uh, indecent exposure. And we also, uh, during an Oktoberfest, made out with the same girl. So a couple couple steps down from Eskimo Brothers, I'd say. Fair enough. How long have you known Mr. Beisner? I'd say about six years. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? Possibly. I don't remember. Does his face make you uncomfortable in any way? Uh, does wiping your ass with poison oak make you uncomfortable? I would, I would say yes. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to comment regarding Mr. Beisner? No, no, that's about it. Thank you, Mr. Crew. You may take your seat. All right, thanks. Andrew Medina, please come to the stand. Please state your name for the court. Andrew, better known as Medina. Okay. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? 
uh, strictly platonic, um, usually keep it professional, no personal, no, no individual, private, personal time between us two. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? I've been offended with some trades he's uh, offered me in the past, sometimes with the looks he gives me as, as well. I think that's just maybe his face, though. Um, but yeah, he has one of those faces. Does his face make you uncomfortable? It makes me uneasy, that's for sure. Aroused? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. So that, that whole platonic thing sometimes comes into questions because of that. But I have to remind myself. Would you like to comment on his fantasy skills? Not great. Not great. It's good for me. It's good for other people in his leagues, but uh, it could definitely be better. But I'm glad that he's not. Is there anything else you would like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? I do believe his calves are implants. There's no way that they can be that nice. And those also make me uncomfortable as well. All right. Thank you, Andrew. You may take your seat. All right. Thanks. Nate Molinay, please come to the stand. All right. Please state your name. Nathan Molinay. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? Acquaintance. How long have you known Mr. Beisner? Seven years. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? Yes. Would you care to elaborate? Groped. Thank you. Does his face make you uncomfortable? Extremely. Would you like to comment on his fantasy football skills? Trash. Is there anything else you would like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? I would like to plead the fifth now. Understood. All right. Thank you, Mr. Molina. You may take your seat. Thank you. John Schleister, please come to the stand. Please state your name for the court. John Max Shalisa III. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? His daddy. How long have you been his daddy? Ten years now. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? <laughs> groped? Absolutely. All the time. Offended? No. Has it been consensual groping? I mean, I've, I've, had, I've been on the taking in of a few card swipes that were definitely not consensual. Okay. And for those who don't know, card swipe is the, the hand down the butt crack. Yes, and deep. Deep. Real deep. Uh, has he ever done the chip reader to you? <laughs> no, I haven't got a chip reader yet. Okay, thank you. Does his face make you uncomfortable? Not at all. I love that freaking face. Would you like to comment on his fantasy skills? Yeah, he's shit at fantasy football. Like, I don't understand how someone who is so knowledgeable about sports and knows the game so well can be so shit at fantasy football for like 10 years now. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? I mean, like, I, I hope this is just a phase he's going through where he thinks that, like, players that were good five years ago are going to still be good. And, uh, you know, I hope he can get over it. I wish him well. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Schleister. Uh, you may now take your seat. Steven, am I reading this right? Steven Tyler, please come to the stand. Please state your name for the court. Steven Tyler. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? Uh, old friends. How long have you been friends? Five or six years. Have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? Oh, definitely. Okay. Was it consensual? Not all the time. Does his face make you feel uncomfortable in any way? Yeah, it kind of triggers me. Would you like to comment on his fantasy football skills? I'm pretty pissed he never invited me for fantasy football. You don't even watch football. <laughs> but still. Is there anything else you would like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? Yeah, whatever he did, he probably deserves it. All right. Thank you, Mr. Steven Tyler. You may take your seat. Matthew Graham, please come to the stand. Please state your name for the court. Uh, Matthew Every Graham I. What is your relationship to Mr. Beisner? Uh, mustache buddies. How long have you been mustache buddies? Um, you know, in another life, a long time, but um, probably just a couple of years now. Okay. Uh, have you ever been offended, demeaned, or groped by Mr. Beisner? Uh, no. Mr. Beisner is the wind beneath my wings, 
and he has lifted me up to where eagles soar. So, no, I have not had any of those negative associations with Mr. Beisner. Does his face make you feel uncomfortable? Quite the opposite. Uh, it does things to me that put my marriage in jeopardy. So, Sorry about that. Would you like to comment on his fantasy football skills? Uh, much better than his jackhammering skills. Um, as an ex-construction worker, Home Depot, it was all for show, but it was glorious. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to comment on regarding Mr. Beisner? I would like to state for the official record, um, just to remind Mr. Beisner that my PayPal is Matthew underscore Graham and the agreed upon amount should be there by Friday or, or anyway, we'll go back, back to hey, you. Thank sir. you, Mr. Graham. Uh, you may take your seat. Beisner, please state your name for the court. Sir, Brandon Michael Beisner, the 75th. That's weird. We've heard <laughs> from several witnesses. Is there anything you'd like to say before the court makes its ruling? Uh, before I get to there, I just want to let Matt know that he hasn't been groped yet. And although my jackhammer skills are subpar, I got the job done while looking good. And the money will be in your account by Friday. Okay, so back to the matter at hand. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. And uh, Wayne Henry has little baby hands. I didn't say that last time, but I like to let it be. Let the record show. Is there someone in the corner typing like our transcript? Yeah. <laughs> let them know Wayne Henry has small hands and he is the only one offended by my face videos and antics and that I, uh, you know, like I said, the league would be very unhappy if they did not get my $30 every year. So, all right. Thank you, Mr. Beisner. You may take your seat. Wait, there's more. May I stand? You can stand for the ruling. That's fine. If found guilty, I will lead a string of riots and protest downtown Alamogordo, New Mexico to state my case. Okay, Brandon, in regards to your charges of violating obscenity laws, while your posts are wildly inappropriate, disgusting, and downright shameful, you are protected under the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. About time. Additionally, while the court recommends some type of reconstructive surgery for your face, on it, aforementioned unsightly beggar and ugly ordinances banning individuals from public spaces were overturned in the United States in the 1970s. The court finds you not guilty. Ooh, all right. Got to pay for that high-power lawyer. Court is adjourned. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap it up, how relieved are you, Brandon? I am super relieved. Just, uh, I'm going to be able to sleep tonight peacefully. I've been worried about this all month. I don't detect any sarcasm coming from you on that end. <sighs> yeah, I may have forgot about it until today. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good discussion today, guys. And Brandon, congratulations on winning your case against that pirate hooker, Wayne Henry. Yeah. You guys stay safe. Stay alert. Stay alive. Yes, sir. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. -bye.